Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Let's get it started right now. All right. Welcome on back, everybody, to another collaboration episode of The Release Valve and Mental Warfare. I am Sean Hanlon of The Release Valve, and I am joined with Kyle Spain, Mental Warfare, and uh, we got a guest, uh, another guest here tonight. What uh, what do we got going on here tonight, Kyle? Oh man, uh, another special guest. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of our guests are special, but this is a particular special one uh, for for all of us, considering that we had Isaiah Taimani on here earlier. But we have none other than Vaka Taimani, a firefighter. And uh, a gentleman with four kids, uh, my man, uh, how how are you doing, Vaga? How are you doing, brother? Doing well, doing well, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on. I mean, you're out there saving the world, and you made time for <laughs> us, you know, to get on here and to chat a little bit, and you know, Legit. talk to us about what you've got going on. You've got what four beautiful kids? I do. Yeah, you got four uh, beautiful kids. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can, you can start. And, yeah. Yeah. You, we, go uh, ahead and go ahead and start over. I'm sorry. I cut you off. You said you have a, no, no, what are your good. genders? Um, we have uh, three girls and a boy. Um, three go, girls. They're all about two years apart. So they're third. My oldest just turned 13, but the others are 10, eight, six. So okay. We're on that I feel like that's perfect, plan. man. I feel like it's perfect. <laughs> if you're going to plan it out, I feel like that's what you want it to be. At least two to three years apart. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's been fun. It's a good season of life. Um, you know, we're just uh, outside of work and, and life commitments. We're, uh, we're pretty active in, in, in youth sports. So my oldest yeah. is playing club softball. And my 10-year-old's playing um, kind of rec ball, like softball and, uh, and volleyball. So it's fun. It's fun to see, you know, like Kyle and I, we came up playing basketball together. But um, I didn't have the same opportunities my kids have, have now, yeah. you know, like – my dad's a preacher, so we uh, if it had if it didn't have it to do with church, we weren't we weren't allowed to do that. Yeah. You know, we were always going. So yeah. so it's cool to see how you know it's not to say that that I mean our faith is really important to us too, but um, softball has just been a really cool tool to um, and a season of life to try to pour in like good values and um, and mm. life skills for my kids. You know, so that's been fun. Yeah, well, how uh, to, to to piggyback that? How do you how do you go about that? You know, uh, what is it? What lessons are you teaching them with sports? Um, I'd say, you know, initially, you, I feel like we, we get them involved because it's just think, it's just something you're supposed to do as kids get a little, you know, when they start coming of age, uh, yeah, and you like the idea of things like oh, put them on a team so they learn teamwork or. Yeah. Um, that or they're healthy and physically fit. You know, those I feel mm-hmm. like those are kind of the, the the early stages of getting getting your kids involved in sports. But um, the more I've I've uh, journeyed with my kids through sports, I start to see like, oh man, um, you know, they things like learning how to be a, like a hard worker, to be yeah. self motivated, to deal with mm-hmm. adversity, to to be um, a humble yeah. winner, but a, a gracious loser, you know, it's like yeah. Yeah, all exactly. these things of like how to, yeah. how to, um, you know, when you're like dealing like right now with my oldest, we're dealing with um, self-esteem and, and she's, she's young, she's a new teenager. And so yeah. she's trying to figure out who she is in this world and 
who she is outside of softball and um and then i also just see how she wrestles with that and so for me like i i have nothing i don't have a whole lot to offer in uh in the game of softball or you know i didn't play baseball growing up but you know i've i've been fortunate and it's funny kyle and i played for the same high school basketball coach um to you know i'm almost 40 and um i, I feel like there are there hasn't really been another person in my life that pushed me physically and, and mentally mm -hmm. as much as Coach Ashmore did in high school. Yeah. And so much respects to him, you know, but but at the same time, and, and I, I give him the benefit of the doubt to believe that he understood at the time that it wasn't just about basketball, it's about raising a young man like it as a high school athlete, mm -hmm. right? And so I take that role pretty seriously. I'm I'm not perfect at it. I play many I make many of the mistakes made some that I had to apologize for even in the past couple of days, but I'm learning and, and trying to, I'm trying to partner with my kids. Like I'm trying to partner with them. And I talk to them as far as this is a partnership. It's not a, you have to do this because I'm telling you kind of thing. Yeah, that's huge. That's, that's important because that was some of the, one yeah. of the major things of my childhood was a lot of that, uh, you know, do it because I tell you and, and yeah. do as you're told type of thing, kind of, you know, comply so much uh, uh, more than, uh, explain and help me understand it. Like you said, have it be a partnership almost. So that's, that's a beautiful thing yeah. that, uh, you, you're able to take that on with your kids. That's, I think it's very important too. Yeah. Yeah. And I you mean, know, I mean, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to add that, you know, I, I'll do a great job of making myself look great right now when we're talking about it, right? Like, <laughs> I know how it is. Like, we're course. our own hype man. And like, man, yeah. maybe me. Like, I'm well aware of like, it, the, I guess the humbling part about conversations like this is that, like, I think we can empathize with, hey, man, like, I, that's where I find, like, the real ones that I can talk to is like, nah, like, here's where I'm, this is where I'm messing up, this is where I'm struggling, or this is where I've, uh, you know, I've had to come back, like, you know, even just the idea of apologizing to my kid, you know, like, yeah. that was something that, that I feel like in, in um, yeah, showing, in showing a them compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Showing showing them compassion, showing them like that's heavy, man, because uh it's the same thing the same with thing with me. And I think that's the beauty the beauty in life of having kids, right? Because parenting is not easy, especially when kids are being yeah. kids. You know, your own your kids will probably get under your skin more than anybody and anything else in the world. You know Dude, what I'm saying? And having those moments you know, more having those moments I would guess say uh, of weakness, uh it's just an opportunity to to grow as a person and as a father. Um, and as a, as a husband, you know, because it's one of those situations and now you're starting to understand your kids have feelings too, you know, and of course in this world, they're being brought up in, in a different environment than we came up. The world is getting crazier, right? You know, there's people yeah. here that they're claiming to be this and, and that, you know, and we won't get into that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's a, it's a crazy world out there and, you know, trying to get into their mind, into their heart to, to figure out what's going on is not easy. So like you said, a partnership is a perfect way to put it because it's not something that we're forcing them to do. However, it's something that we need to need to help them grow. And like you said, like you said, it's, it's, it's beyond it's beyond just being athletic. It's just beyond, you know, just being like learning how to do teamwork. But it's that perseverance, right? Because because sports, it's not just a game. I, like I can't I can't stand it when people say that because it's not. <laughs> Right. You're, you're so emotionally invested in sports. And when exactly. you lose, like you say, be a gracious loser. And that's something that I have to teach my son because he's a sore loser. 
But, you know, he came a long way. And, you know, I had him in basketball a year ago. I was telling Sean that we had just put him back in uh, a couple of weeks ago because he was just he just wanted to utilize it as more of a social type situation, which is cool in a sense. But when you start putting money and you start investing, you know, time and money into it, you know, it, it starts to become a little bit more. Well, when you get to a certain level, too, man, like the other kids that are playing, too, they're taking it serious and they're They're taking that extra work. And if you're on the same team, it's like, yo, come on, man, you got to step your game up over here. You're making me look bad, and I'm trying. So exactly, it's important to everybody. I think sports. I think sports is a perfect way to to help them to learn about life. You know, because beyond sports, if it's not sports, whatever it is that you're doing, it's going to take practice. It's going to take repetition. It's going to take training. Right. And that's just some, that's just a habit that we all need to learn, you know, uh, growing up, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't learn it as much as I'm trying to teach my kids. Like you said, like just not having mm-hmm. that that opportunity or just that guidance or whatever you want to call it to be like nobody was telling me, Kyle, you got to practice every day. If you want to make it to the league, like this is what you got to do. Right. You can't be in your feelings, you know, saying you can't be doing this. You got to be in the gym. And I was in the gym working. Right. Because it was something that I like to do. But it wasn't something that was like. Okay, I got to train so I can be better than everyone. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, uh, that's those that's heavy, Vodka. That's heavy. And I know yeah, it's not know, easy. I feel like uh, it's interesting too because we have such a high exposure to content out these days, and yeah, you know, I mean, outside Overload. of maybe, oh, bro, you know, outside of maybe seeing a live interview of Jordan say something like, like, like I think about this, you know. Um, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a Jordan fan. Like, that, that's my number one, right? Respect yeah. that has theirs. But, um, yes, but sure. I've really just, I've connected a lot with, with a lot of the stuff that Kobe said. And um, it's yeah. funny how I, I can share that stuff with her. And in a way, it's almost like uh, there's also this part of generation. I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't have access to that. And right. she's got way more natural talent in her respect that, why, why wouldn't you want to get better? And But honestly, I say that because I feel like there's where we're struggling with right now is um, I think this is good for conversation because like it, it's a it's a struggle. But I'm actually in this place where I'm having like what I had to apologize for because, you know, um, well, I'll say real quick about my kid, like everyone keeps telling her that she has she has like the it factor and she has the potential to be a, a D1 mm. softball pitcher. Right. And so. Um, and you look at her and she's just got natural power and she, when you, when you see how she, how she compares to her peers, I could see to some extent, I'm not, I don't have that eye in that sport, but I, I could see how, okay, performance wise, that's really great. But then you start putting like she's in club and, and the money that we're putting in. And, um, I think there's a, so she had a scrimmage the other day and in my opinion, it was probably the worst I've seen her play in the past year. And it wasn't just about performance. In some ways, I felt like she didn't seem as self-confident. She got in her head. She got pulled. It wasn't like, oh, you're only. It's only good to me if she struck out every girl. No, like for me, it was like the whole package. I felt like, oh man, that was just the, the, the oddest display of of her her softball like I've ever I've ever I've seen this year. So, and she has had she's had a lot of highs um, this year. So what happened was, um, though I'm. Like my wife and I try to talk to her and kind of coach her through. It's okay, you know, you're gonna have bad days. And she honestly was like, I, I, she was. I think we were so we expected her to feel a lot worse that um, that 
her approach is like I, I'm not really bothered by it, but but seeing how much you guys are talking about it, I, I almost wonder like what am I am I supposed to be more bothered by it? Mm. And so seeing that, all I was hearing was, oh man, my my kid has the it factor, but she's not going to be a hard worker. What are we doing wrong? How are we coaching her wrong? How are we not supporting her? Like, does she is she going to be a waste of talent? And all these things are just like, you know, I mean, those are the more blunt ways of saying it, right? But the, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I didn't I didn't sleep well that night because I was so disappointed in the way I acted like, and I didn't like I didn't coming down on her like we, you know but I just wish that in hindsight like because I this um there's a speaker and I I'm, I'm terrible with remembering names but there's this TED talk where a guy talked he, he had talked about youth sports and his talk was um I love to watch you play you guys might have heard of it I'm, I'm not sure but the, the idea is that like as He's saying that such a high percentage of youth sports athletes quit the game early because of, and it highly due to the pressure that parents put on them. Yeah. And so the whole like premise of his message is like, you need to get to a place where you can come back and just all you need to say to your kid at the end of any game or tournament is, hey, I really loved watching you play. Right. Yeah. And so the idea is that like all the things you're not supposed to, like you're not supposed to go, they don't, they just mentally and emotionally and physically exhausted themselves this whole battle of a match or a game or whatever it is yeah. and then they're exhausted and we think it's like productive to send them out in the parking lot and and tell them everything they did wrong or how they should yeah, go down they're the list like, of all those yeah. things yeah. yeah yeah i just you know so for me i feel like i've every time i start feeling like mentally emotionally i'm starting to expect more out of her i realize that it's a me like it's not that she wasn't embarrassed at how she she uh how she played, even though mm. it, for me it wasn't that great. But I think what, if I'm honest with myself, I think I was embarrassed for her. Mm. And so I felt like she should be more embarrassed. And how terrible of like, come on, man, like that kid is, she just turned 13, you know, like. Yeah. She, yeah. She's, she's got, got enough going time, on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and it's, and it's easy for us parents to do, you know, giving our experiences, right? And to, to give you some perspective on that, you know, with with Tyson, my son, him being in basketball, right? With me playing basketball professionally, I already had a high expectation and high, you know, thought process of what basketball looks like. And mm. my son, a year ago, like he wasn't there, and it, it was it was embarrassing a little bit on my end. And so the perspective comes in, whereas my son wasn't very good, and he's still not the greatest at all. You know what I'm saying? But we started we started like at a very low point. Versus a very high point, right? And so because we started so low, I think this is where the perspective changes for me. And so now that we most recently put him back in basketball, he's just doing a lot more than what he used to be doing. And so I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with that. He's out there. He's enjoying himself, right? And so for me, I'm just like, most recently, I'm just like, you know, I'm proud of you, Tyson. Like you were out there. And obviously, he didn't get a basket or anything like that. But he's out there and he's running up and down the court. And for me, I'm like, well, that's better. That's better than what I saw last uh, a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, me, I'm not I'm not that person anymore where I was where what you were talking about I was like, come on, Tyson, like you're not focused. You're not. You know what I'm saying? Like putting more pressure on him than he already needs to be, even though, you know, we are putting money into it. There's an investment there. Right. And so there's a little bit more pressure that we put on him to, you know, to, to do better. But um, you, now you want a little more return on that investment, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? But uh, no, it's it's uh, 
I've started to learn myself just telling him that I'm proud of him. He's just like, thank you, daddy. Like, yeah. and it, it is like, it hits them in a different way just to know that their parent is proud of them. I mean, if you think about it, a lot of kids, even when they're growing up into their adulthood, you know, they're just like, well, I just want to make my parents proud. And you no, know, just this, them receiving that little bit of a line, you saying like, I love to watch you play along the same lines. It, it affects them in, a, in an exponential way. And exactly. it almost creates a confidence within them to keep going. Because like you said, a lot of kids, they quit. They quit just because yeah. of the pressure that their parents are putting on them. They feel like it's not never having, enough, and just not that having pressure compassion. Keeps getting put on them, and they're yeah. constantly feeling like it. Man, yeah. if you're if you keep coming at me the way you're coming at me, I must not be giving you what you're looking for. And it's that con- constant feeling of letdown. And, and you know, it's funny to uh, that you, they were saying this because I had this moment today with my daughter. She scored her first goal in soccer today. And I was, I mean, beside myself. Uh, I, I was yeah. through the moon, arms up, screaming, you know, uh, and, and the game was over and we're all telling her how proud of her we are and, you know, we're so happy for her and all this stuff. And um, throughout the day, we just kept on saying it type of thing. And I, I started thinking about it. I was like, we're, we're giving a lot of congratulation to, to you finally doing something in, instead of it kind of explaining why we're so happy for you type of thing. So before she went to bed... I told her, I said, you know, I'm really proud of you today. And uh, I was really proud of you today. And she said, why? Uh, Because I scored. And I said, not because you scored. I'm happy for you because you scored. But I'm not proud of you because you scored. I was proud because you went out and played and you tried and you you gave it your all today. Yeah, because she wanted to quit at one point, too. And um, and she went back out there. And that's when she scored, actually, is when she went back out. So I told her I was yeah. proud of her for that, for going out there and being there for her team and, and showing not just her team, but herself that she can do it. And, um, and, and the smile on her face, I'm, I'm trying not to get emotional right now. The yeah, smile yeah. that was on her face. Um, Priceless. I, sure. I, 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 I saw how exactly what you said. I saw how much that meant to her. And that that for me was like, oh, man. Core, core memory for me that was made. So yeah. I can only, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that it meant that much to her as well because um, I, I could see it, man. It, it, it's such a beautiful thing when uh, when we do have that parenting line up the right way, you know, because it, it, does, it doesn't always yeah. line up. You know, for sure, but it starts with what you did, Vaka, right? Apologizing, you know, showing sincerity, showing them that, you know, like when I'm wrong, when I've made a mistake, you know what I'm saying? Saying sorry and asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness is the right thing to do. You know, as parents, you know, because uh, I know people as parents, they they regret or not regret. They fail to, to be apologetic or to show compassion. And that carries on in their childhood and they grow up learning that that's how they're that's how to be like. Well, even though I feel even though I feel sorry internally, you know, I'm not going to say it just because I feel sheepish or embarrassed about it, you mm-hmm. know. That you're, you're teaching yeah. them something completely different by showing them that compassion. Be like, you know, I'm sorry for, for what happens. You know, humility. we all make mistakes. Yeah, humility and, and, and helping them understand that it's okay to make mistakes. Because yeah. that's something that I'm trying to teach my kids as well. You know, Sean, you were telling, uh, I was telling you a little about that, uh, that earlier. You know, um, with, you know, self-esteem. We talked about self-esteem and just like not quitting, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything in life is going to be failure, right? And so you're going to fail yeah. at something. Yeah. And my kids are heavy with it. They're like they, 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 they fail at something, and it's just like, oh my god, end so of like, the it's, world. It's like it's, it's end of the yeah. world, and it's just like <laughs> no, like you failed. This is a learning oppor- an opportunity to learn and to get better because our failures yeah. is, is is a prog is, is progress. 
you know. So yeah. uh, that's amazing. And so, what about your other kids, Vodka? You got the, you got the, your daughter playing softball, and uh, yeah, well, and the, the rest of your kids, what are they doing? Yeah, my my second one's playing. Um, she's playing fall like uh, rec league for softball as well. Um, and okay. She's playing. Uh, she just today was her last game for like a city, like rec league uh, volleyball. So um, things are kind of opening up, uh, or it should. But you know, we're kind of at the point too where just with the relationships made um, with other families and other coaches and stuff and just different opportunities. Um, you know, we've, it's, uh, we're, we're finding ourselves where our other kids are getting invited to come out and, and do some pickup. Um, and, and it's hard cause you, you don't want to, you don't want to get stretched so thin, but at the same time, yeah. like it wasn't until uh, two or not this past spring, but the spring before was the first time that I had all four kids playing um literally literally softball and baseball right and um we didn't know how it was going to work out we didn't know how we were going to be able to get they're all four on different teams playing on four different mm. fields yeah on tuesdays it was that three of them were playing at the exact same time so it was like i'll take this kid you take that kid and have our in-law yeah. the other kid and let's yes. all meet back together at 7 30 for the older kids game and um it we thought it'd be a lot but honestly uh seeing how they've interacted one just them being uh, consistently active and physical but playing with the team and, and making friends and and then accomplishing some cool like you know little little uh, victories here and there either personal or or um as a team i, I loved it and then yeah I, you know i really try to be the type of parent that um if if we're going to be at these fields and we're going to be around these families to try to be a light in this world you know so Mm. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not usually one to just go and, and just sit there and to myself and usually we're engaging and, and, and connecting with parents. And so over the last couple of years, some of the relationships we've made with other families, uh, in our, in our city and through the league and they're supporting their young girls. It's been a lot of fun, you know, but, um, yeah. and like even this weekend, we don't have a tournament. So, which worked out for tonight for us to meet, but, um, I just found this itch all day. I'm like, oh, let's check in with this family's kid on their team, see how their, how their tournaments going awesome. this weekend or, um, you know, and just kind of, it, this is, that's just, just the that season support, of life we're in. Supporting the community. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. They're doing that school. You know, I'm fortunate. Like, man, I was not a great student. Um, I barely made it out of the doors, like graduation <laughs> day, you know? Um, I, it's always, Shit. it's interesting. I, I, uh, like I, I had, I had a, incredibly unnecessary amount of f's on my high school transcript i was social man and honestly it was basketball Legit. was usually the thing that made me i did I, I just didn't have a good foundation of education you know and i yeah. didn't um I, I i feel like i was always the kid that like oh i need to improve on this on this but yeah, he's a pleasure to work with. You know, like I'll at least be the yeah. nice kid and like. Bro, that was all of, on all my report cards. Was yeah. you, you know, Sean? He he <laughs> he socializes too much. He does this. He does that. But pleasure to work with, right at the bottom. Like yeah, it was yeah, always yeah. the same thing. Socializes yeah. too much. Was always at the top, man. Same yeah. thing. Well, that's funny. Yeah, it's that's uh, But you know, I thankfully, but at the same time, I found I found myself. Every summer, I was in summer school, and I was in night school a lot of times. Kyle, I don't know if you remember, but I missed our our senior my senior year. 
I missed um, half of the game. I missed the Wednesday night games because I was so behind. Yeah. But I was in night school Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And I literally found out right like the week of graduation. I found out, hey, you um, you're gonna you're gonna graduate on time. And so yeah. I, yeah. it's That's crazy it. to by see my kids. You know, like my kids now. Um, man, thankfully to their mom, but hopefully a home that we've tried to foundation we built here at home like the kids do great they're all straight a students and um my oldest congratulations for the most part a straight a uh, honor student in, in middle school and um and, and it's different too now right like for me like i my parents the, the gist of checking up on my education was if the call if the school called and said i was missing i get i get a whooping or my, my report came out and it had a bunch of F's or whatever. I had got a whooping, you know, and I was like, I'm going to do better. So at least yeah. now it's like, especially like we get, you know, almost daily progress reports. Yeah. Progress and it's all everything that's digital now, too. They have access to their grades a lot right. more than, right. than people yeah. did before as well. Yeah. And so it's you're a different world, man. It's a very different yeah. world. Very different world. But, so, I mean, softball not being, you know, your sport of expertise. How did you guys get into softball? What made you guys put your your kids in softball? So my wife played. Um, you know, okay. we, we live here in like the the west side of the Phoenix Valley in Arizona, and um, my wife's whole family. She has two older brothers, and um, we all live in the same city. So our kid and her, you know, they she grew up playing softball. She played uh, some collegiate softball. Her brothers both both played baseball and. Um, you know, they they had some some time in the pros too, so it was, it was um it was kind of the foundation of our of, of my wife's side of the family that like okay, as yeah. my nephews and my niece were trying it out and playing. Eventually, it got down to my oldest, and um and so we've we've just become that that's like our sport of choice. Although this year, my, my one my ten year old. She got to try basketball for the first time in, in, in the summer. And then she's the one that's doing softball and, and volleyball right now. So nice. we're, and we're, we're kind of playing catch up with her because my oldest, Liana, got a lot of the opportunity. You know, she's the first yeah. kid. And then we kept pointing into her and then she showed the potential. So we're like, we've been so focused, but now we're trying to give some disperse, of that. Disperse, you know, yeah, disperse that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So for that, sure. that's kind of where we're at right now. All right. All right. Well, man, this is this is the question I've been waiting for, man. Like, obviously, I've known you since high school, uh, you know, talking to KJ yeah. the other day. You know, you guys were you guys were heavy, heavy in my memories in uh, my high school, my freshman year. You know, you guys taking me under your wing. Uh, but how did you get into being a firefighter, brother? How, like what 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 how did that path open up for you? Um, I'd say. If, you know, I think generally there's the every childhood, like every young kid, you know, at some point or another, maybe like most, if not all, had some kind of desire to be a firefighter, right? But uh, mm -hmm. it was, I think maybe one of the more pivotal points for me was, you know, my senior year, your freshman year was 9-11. So, uh, uh, mm -hmm. so I remember when 9-11 hit that morning, I was, at the time, my, my parents were living in Redwood City. So it was like a what 20 25 minute drive to high school to yeah. Newark Memorial and so we um you know my brother would take us and I remember listening to the radio that morning and couldn't believe that what was happening you know with, mm -hmm. with the, the planes running into the World Trade Centers and and then all day it spent that way and so I remember um I, I still remember 
the, the courtyard area at our school where a bunch of during like the first kind of brunch time, a bunch of students like getting together and like we all kind of like said a prayer, you know, by yeah. I mean, it was kind of by the by a flagpole. But no, it wasn't flagpole. It was, I, I can picture where it's at. But um, I just remember thinking like, man, like and seeing the aftermath of that and seeing the firefighters and um, and and police officers and healthcare workers and just the, the the impact of it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So um, throughout that, that senior year, it wasn't until like the spring when, um, when a friend of mine uh, was, was being uh, recruited into the army. And so he, he was talking to me about it. And so um, I decided to try to go and, um, and enlist, but you know, I, I had that ACL tear in my right knee back yeah, in the sophomore year. So I, um, you know, and at the time, like, I couldn't imagine, like, basically, I tried to sneak away without telling my parents. Um, I didn't want to ask for permission, and, and I was kind of leading up to in May of that senior year would have been when I turned 18. And so I was just trying to keep it under wraps until I could just turn 18, not have to ask permission, and then go off. Because I just felt this this need to do something, right, yeah. like after 9-11 hit. So... Um, so long story short, it, I had some stuff go wrong with with my uh, with with the medical records of that knee and the recruiter. Like for whatever reason, I I went through the process. I went through the testing and medical examination, all that, and they ended up saying no, you can't um, until we have more further time to review this stuff. Like you're not, we can't accept you, you know, to join into the army. And um, but I feel like that that experience um, started maybe just a sense of a duty to act. Um, and I didn't really look into the fire service until, you know, I, I went, I moved out to Tennessee and I was involved in the program out there that was pretty life-changing for me. Started building like a, a foundation of who I was becoming, but um, I got found, met my wife out there and we uh, got married in 2006. So we were both 22. And we traveled for some time before we moved to the Santa Cruz Mountains. And um, there's a small uh, fire district there, a little small town there in the mountains called uh, Felton. And um, right when about the time when I moved there, they were they were taking on volunteer firefighters. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I might as well go and check that out. Yeah. And um, I went and, um, and applied and took an interview and, and got brought on as a volunteer. And in my time there, they uh, they put me through the education portion of it. So I started... Uh, but this is, you know, this is 2007. And so um, by the time I'm eligible to start testing places in 2008, uh, that economy is just thrashing. Right? Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, Everything like no one's hiring. I tested up and down the up and down the coast of California, um, just trying to get hired on. And I, I remember even one of the times I, drove, I was driving to San Francisco, I was, there was like 10,000 people applying for this job. And I, I like crashed our brand new car trying to get in a fender bender trying to get there i remember driving that thing home like not sure if it was going to make it after the test but it was hard and those times it was hard to get on so it wasn't until um yeah it wasn't until 2009 is when i when i i got picked up full-time out here in arizona and so that really started that full-time career path and um and now for the city that i'm at now i've been there for the last 10 years so I guess in total, that's that's about um, like 16 years. 
ish of being in the fire service 16 17 years wow um, that's wild so i mean was arizona was just one of, was you were just applying everywhere and arizona was just something somewhere you landed how'd you end up going from no. you know go ahead so we we were uh, at the time i after not finding much success in in california um, my wife and i were looking just for a uh, a little change and um, we had actually met at this program it was like a discipleship program out in, in uh, a college age uh, program where you could pour into uh, young adults there in, in Tennessee we were attending and that's where we met and then we eventually got married so in 2009 we were actually here in Arizona with you know because her whole family's still here in Arizona okay so we we're here right. visiting okay. I was just gonna ask. and um, yeah we were we were uh, we we're here to tell them, hey, we're we're actually going to come and move here because at this point we have a, a nephew and a niece born, and we're starting to feel like aunt and uncle away from family with kids. And even though I have my family in California, so we we were going to move to Arizona for a little while and um, and get spend some time with them, but then go out to Tennessee in in the summer and and lead be leaders at this program and then see where life takes us but yeah, while yeah. we were here in arizona in that 2009 i caught wind of a of a test going on here and so i applied i ended up getting hired a couple months later so and then we ended up set up roots here mm, nice do you have to did you have to become an emt before coming a firefighter or is that something yeah 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 that's that a, basically that a part of yeah it is it, so you know I think and I don't know if, if it's still the same in California, but right now the bare minimum um, just to at least take take uh, to be in the testing process for as a firefighter, you have you have to at least have graduated high school and then you go and do some college you know because there's usually a fire side of it and then there's the medical side. The medical side yeah. is either you're a EMT or you're a paramedic. It's just it's yeah. basically an advanced EMT. Okay. So everyone on a fire truck, you're either an EMT or a paramedic. You know, and of okay. course, I'm, I'm mostly speaking for Arizona, but that's I feel like that's that's kind of the, the nation standard. Um, mm. Yeah. This part. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I know uh, you might not be at liberty to tell us tell us some kind of story, but is there a wild story that you can give us being a firefighter in your 17 years? Um, I've had some some that are, uh, you know, some that are are memorable that I'll never forget. There's some that, uh, and those come with, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're always going to have an opportunity to go save a life. It's not, I've never pulled someone out of a burning building or anything like that. But, um, but I will say, and, and I think this is an important, like uh, part of the conversation, you know, I think what you're seeing a lot now, um, the two big things that are hap that are hot topics in, in the fire service and in public safety. One of those is uh, is cancer, right? And so, mm. cancer pre prevention is really um, something that I feel like uh, we're more. It's it before like you would see old pictures and the older guys like they would come out of they wouldn't wear their mask into the fire and they would they would yeah. you know into I mean obviously if it's a, a room that's fully involved in, in high heat they, they do but in a way they were they were exposing themselves to cancer yeah. without really taking precaution and i think it was just kind of old school way of doing things you know and so yeah um that's heavy so i feel like that's become like i i'm thankful that my um my department their way i, I feel like they do a great job of being 
proactive and supportive into making sure that we're getting from cancer screenings to our annual physicals to making sure that we have resources, right? Because it's you're just yeah. seeing it happen more and more. And, and I lost <clears> one of my uh, one of my brothers here on the job um, to cancer um, a few years back, and so even for me, that shifted a lot about like the risk that I take and, and being yeah, why absolutely. I say not the risk. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's a risk. It's, a part of the job. it's an absolute risk. Right. I mean, you're With risking your life. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, regardless, being, of, re, regardless of not of you going in there with the mask or not, you're still risking your life. I mean, risking it even more without yeah. going in with the mask. But like, I mean, you're I mean, this is I mean, it's a it's a federal job, man. You're doing this to save. Well, it's like you're being cap- hero enough doing what yeah. you're doing. Like, yeah, use sure. the proper yeah. protocol. Yeah. I mean, and it's you know, it's like you you. um you try to do like for me, for example, like one of the guys, uh, the the buddy that I lost. Like when I when now like we have we have these pipes that we put on the exhaust of all of our fire trucks, right? And um, and every time I see that pipe, I think of him, like because I just think about like like uh, and yeah, I, that's not to yeah. say that that's like the one thing, right? Like, but it's a visual reminder for me every time yeah. we pull back into our station. It's like now, nah, like you honor Austin with the way you live your life and. You honor his family by making sure that his his, his death wasn't in vain, right? And so yeah. I literally think of him every single time. And I think that's like what's important about people that you lose in your life, right? Like people that are, uh, man, I had uh, uh, one of my brothers here at the, on, uh, in my, my department lost his son to, um, to a car crash, right? And every time... When I when I make it like if you come out of my neighborhood, you got to come back here on this road and make a U-turn, and, and that's where you go into town, like wherever you got to go, right? And this intersection, this stop sign, like I I thought about like going and putting some kind of sticker that that um, that represents this uh, this young man, but honestly, I picture his face every time when I see the stop sign because I don't go out of here without it, and every time I see that. I, I make sure my seatbelt's on, right? Yeah. And, and and in a way, it's just like, man, I think it's kind of like um, um, I need, like, it's like having to memorialize certain things that happen, people that are lost in our lives, that you honor the way, the way that you honor their memory by doing, making sure that their memory can impact you in a positive way, right? Yeah. So um, those are just little things, right? So I, from, from cancer to... Uh, um, the other one is, is mental health. And I know you guys have talked about that here um, before, but, you know, you just think about um, when you think of things like PTSD um, impacting people like we, yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, we're just seeing how mental health can be such a, uh, a problem and an issue for, for folks in, in uh, public safety, but specifically to the fire service. The way that that it was explained to me, like one of our doctors who is a specialist for us um, and is a great resource um, for, for for the folks in my department or in my field, um, they talked about how, like, you know, when you think of PTSD for someone who goes off to war, right? It's like probably like you can't ever turn that off. It's that fight or flight, um, right? Um, just like mechanism that that your body has to like it's a survival instinct, right? And so. It's not just that you have that heightened fight or flight. It's also like just churning in you chemically in your body in yeah. order to have what it, whether it's like the reflexes or the, the muscle reaction or strength to 
either fight or flight, right? And and though you have that, that's like when you hear of like the, the mom who will lift the car off their kid or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. not that they were, they've been hitting the gym every day and they can do that. It's it's your body reacting and giving you what it needs. Hopefully yeah. try to do something supernatural like that, right? Yeah. But um, so in war or like a soldier, and again, like I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a expert, right? But it made sense to me when they talked about how like a soldier goes off to war. They're, they're in that constant state of a fight or flight, fight, and it, yeah, right. And at the same time, it's like you can't ever turn that off. But then you see the impact that they have in PTSD, and then for me, I feel like um, when I, I mean, it makes sense to me when I see them because even though you have that, it's not normal to 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 have that happen chemically in your body, right? So yeah, yeah. it changes you. And then you see some of the negative impacts. Now, in the fire service, it's not quite like going from zero to 100 all the time, but in a way, like the way they, to where it, it fractures I mean, you when that happens. I mean, I can only imagine, not, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but when that bell goes off, you know what I'm saying? Because firefighters, it's time to go. I mean, yeah. I'm over here initially thinking about, you know, fires, but the firefighters are the first one on the scene in any type of accident or situation. And so right. I can only imagine how much you've seen and, you know, how much you've had to, you know, actually be physically a part of tragedies. Right. And yeah. so I can I can imagine, you know, the fire service having that, you know, that being not a problem is a lack of a better word, but having to deal with those type of issues as PTSD yeah. just because of the experiences that you guys go through. And well, the, and the I, real I time that described... you have to go through it too. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that like, uh, you know, going back to that example of like someone that's off at war for them, it's like from zero to hundred and staying at hundred all the time. Right. Yeah. And it would make sense how someone can, can mentally, emotionally get fractured at some point, a breaking point. Yeah, I think yeah. with the way they describe it in the fire service and law enforcement, it's like it's like micro fractures throughout your career. Yeah, that eventually, like you don't you don't see the micro fracture, but eventually it adds up yeah. and then it breaks. Yeah, it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's so, like a stress. It's like a and, stress and like fracture. you said, the exposure. Like like for example, there's um when when our 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 MCTs are the are the the, the computers that are in our truck that the tones go off and we and when it goes off, it tells us what's going on. But it's a very it's a specific tone. And I've noticed earlier in my career, I noticed that like, man, any ringtone or yeah. alarm or anything like that that resembles that, I've I've got it. Yeah, it triggers me. Instant. It would it give me that like adrenaline. Yeah. Thing, right? Like yeah. and the same thing. Like we used to I used to work a schedule where I would work twenty four hours on and then you have two days off, forty eight hours. And I just remember like those two days off. Now I'm I'm Thankfully, we're on a different one that's two days on, four days off. And that four days mm -hmm. for me, I think one of the cool things about it is it, it really gives me enough time. Okay. And I feel like over time, I've, I've learned how to mentally and emotionally turn it off when I leave work. But that, that took years of mm, having yeah, to figure practice. out. But yeah. when I would be on that 24, 48, by the time, like, by the time I get off on my first day, I'm exhausted from, the, from my day at work. I'm, I'm probably resting and sleeping. Um, and then I got stuff I got to get done that day. And then on day two, by like dinner time, I'm, I'm mentally and emotionally already starting You're to prepare ready. myself to go yeah. back the next it's day. Yeah. So yeah. It didn't really feel like a lot of time to, yeah. to really yeah. be able to, to shut down. Now, 
a lot of departments don't go to that. They don't change off that schedule because, you know, like imagine going for 24 hours straight, you're going on 20, 30 calls in one day. Like, man, that stuff adds up, you know, and yeah, and guys are getting sure. exhausted. And there's health, um, you know, there's, there's just, there's pros and cons either way. But for me, I just feel like, like, um, I feel like I keep a pretty good head on my shoulders. Right. And I, and I feel like I have, uh, throughout my, my, my career and my adult life, but, there have been seasons of life where that stuff has been heavier than others. Right. And yeah. so, mm. um, I thankfully, you know, um, and I really attest that to my faith. Like I, um, I've never had really bad vices like addictions or anything like that. Right. Like, and so, um, I, but I can only imagine, man, like with the kind of weight and, and load that people carry and don't work through and haven't tried to like process in a healthy way. Um, what they do, what they see, uh, you know, it, they and it adds up and it's microfracture after microfracture. I, I can't imagine, like, how do you, how are you supposed to, hold, exactly. how are you supposed to hold that your whole life? You, you can't, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, I just feel like for me, like, I, I, I've, I've learned how to, like, I don't know, I, this, I'm thinking back, like, this whole conversation started with, like, oh, what a crazy calls and, I know, man. That's like people ask anyone, and a typical firefighter's response will not to be will be to not uh, just tell a bunch of hero stories, you know. Like especially now, yeah. you're recording me, or like any one of my buddies see this, like ah, yeah, this typical firefighter like <laughs> overdoing it. It's not, it's not that. It's um, you know, I've just I've got some man that'll stay with me forever, you know, and yeah, um, I feel like as a father. The, the calls that have to do with kids, those those got yeah. really heavy for me, right? Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. Um, those wow. are the ones I, I carry. But again, by by the time that some of those ones came around, I, I had learned that like if I try to keep it all in, it's going to destroy me. And so yeah. Yeah. I always try to, you know, thinking specifically about one young one young one that we lost, I, I try to honor her memory, you know? Like I honor like, man, like one, you train so that you're the best that you could possibly be. Because, you know, we always say, like, the ones you're, you're going to, like, the ones you're going to lose sleep over are the ones that you didn't train well enough and you feel like you yeah. could have did more, right? Yeah. And thankfully, I don't I don't really have, and it's not on a, I say that humbly, but no, part no, of that I, is I'm, I'm not the only one. I, I but, completely, I completely know where you're coming from. You know, saying you're not trying to say it in any type of malicious way, but knowing that you're putting in that work and training to be the best that you can be at that point, everything else is in God's hands versus being yeah. in a situation to where like, dang, like, I wish I could have trained a little bit more because now if you feel feel responsible, because that's where the guilt comes from, as you feeling responsible for exactly. you know the situation that, that you encountered, right? The regret that yeah. you have. So I know exactly yeah, yeah. what you mean by that, and that's that's that's, that's those are powerful words. And you know, I thank you for you know coming on and sharing that that aspect yeah. of being a firefighter because uh, this is what this podcast is about. It's about mental health, yeah. right? And uh, exactly. you almost—I mean, so exactly. I mean, hearing those these stories are more impactful than hearing the hero stories, right? Of course, we want to hear yeah, some yeah. hero stories. You know, what I'm saying I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't mind yeah, that, yeah. but like, <laughs> but these are the type of things that provide perspective on you know people like me and sean who aren't experiencing the experiences that you are enduring on a daily basis you know what i'm saying you've seen yeah. you've you've encountered a lot of 
injury and death. You know what I'm saying? And it, that it doesn't. You, I'm not sure how you get used to that. I mean, obviously you you get used to to a certain point, but like you said, holding that. I mean, there's those micro factors, right? And so I can only I can only imagine, brother. And uh, again, I commend you. You know, for your service. I appreciate you uh, for what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, I will um, say though. I, I will say sorry. Uh, no, know, go ahead. Keep going. I always feel the need to say this because, like, uh, I think that when people, whether it's it's folks that'll stop us, um, you know, stop us in, in public, or or I think maybe in this in this space of like the internet, like whenever I'm, I'm not really one to post about the job, or um, you know, I don't post about life those life experiences. I I do think that there's important perspective that I I wish that the public would have, but. Um, what I will say is that like, when you see, like, I won't post stuff cause I, I don't want, like, I don't want people to, I'm not like seeking like sympathy of folks. Exactly. Right. I, I think yeah. for me, yeah. I, cause I don't want that to be, I think some people do that and they, that's the only way they think they can heal. Right. Yeah. But, um, I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm keeping a good head on my shoulders and I have a good, strong support system around me. And I feel like I have that. Right? But um, what I will say is that when people feel a sense, like if, when, like, like what I would say to you is that like as much as you show like love and kindness to me about about that appreciation, what I what I always tell people is like, man, take that back to your local, your local fire department or your local, you know, law enforcement or, um, like. Show them that gratitude. They're the ones protecting you and your loved ones, right? Like, yeah. so that, mm-hmm. that's how you can honor. And for me, it's like how you can honor what what I may do or what someone who someone you know that's in the fire service. Like, man, you know, stop them in the grocery store, and you ain't you don't have to do something that's costly. You don't have to like, um, you know, take gift cards or, or cookies to the station or whatever. But man, when you even just though like you, when you stop somewhere at the grocery store, you see them and just you, you say a kind word like that stuff. It adds up, right? Yeah. You may have the micro fractures, but you also can have that micro healing if that. Yeah. Exactly. You can help talk about that that too. too. Yes. Absolutely. It goes a long way, man. And even just, we've said it here before too, just just hitting somebody up, letting them know that you were thinking of them or something like that. But to to show appreciation, to to show gratitude, like we said here before, shout out to Barry. Gratitude is an attitude, right? And, And to be able to express that to others, I. When I was younger, I used to feed off of getting compliments and stuff like that from people, right? As I got older, I started feeling more, I I started feeling better about myself when I was giving compliments and stuff like that to people or showing appreciation for stuff like that and seeing the reactions that other people would get from that and seeing that they felt good receiving what I was giving to them. I love that now. And and it's funny, I used to have, when you know, being a young kid in especially the area that we grew up in, in the Bay area, you know, uh, all the egos that were flying around out there. Uh, I had a very different outlook on, um, you know, police officers and firemen and people of authority and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I didn't have, um, I had a, a lot of immature, uh, disrespect that, uh, that I would, I would throw in their direction for no reason at all. Right. And, uh, as I get older, and just seeing how, you know, especially being a parent now, too, and just seeing all the ugly that's going out in the world, because that's pretty much what's all uh, in the media nowadays, right? It's just the, all the ugliness that's yeah, going yeah. on. Um, it, it, I do have a much more appreciation and respect for those that, that do step up 
and are there in those situations that uh, you know not not nobody else is really going to step up on their own. Not too many people will do that type of thing, volunteer for that type of stuff. So people, the people that do volunteer and, and do pursue it as a career and, and put their life on the line for people that they don't even know and and they're they're walking into situations that they have no idea what it looks like going into it. It, it, You know, the amount of stress and and frustration that I get on my normal job that has nothing to do with saving lives or, you know, anything like that. I I just, I, when I think about those type of things that the, that you guys are, are doing, man, it's, there are levels to this. And, uh, I am, I, I'm, very humbly able to recognize that I am not on the level that uh, that some of you guys are that are able to run out there and just like I said throw your lives out there on the line for other people um to say that I have a, a like I said a whole new respect and appreciation for people like you guys man it's uh, it's an understatement so again to piggyback off of what Kyle was saying uh I do appreciate it and now that I've uh, I've moved into the town that I just moved into, I do want to start having those type of relationships with yeah, those people. Yeah, man, because, I'm over here thinking about. I mean, I can't wait to see a firefighter now. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, it, well, because like 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 he just said, you know, when it hits the fan, who am I yeah. going to call? I'm right. going to call those firemen. I am going to call the policemen right, in, in my area. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to expect them to come and save me and help me. And, you know, I'm, I'm a damsel in distress type of thing. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. these guys are going to come in and actually uh, take care of business for me. So um, the I think it, I think you're right, man. It, to, to show those type of people love and respect is uh, really goes a long way. Yeah, uh, I think that. You know, there's a couple of impactful things that you mentioned, you know, the, the gratitude. Right. But what you said, what, what's going to stick with me and I'm going to apply it to my life and uh, I'm going to put it up on the wall. So I'm, I'm freshly reminded of on a daily was the fact that you train hard. Right. You train hard every day, not so you don't feel that regret, but so you can potentially save a life. Right. And a lot of us don't train like that. You know, a lot of us don't have. That um, what's the word? They don't they don't have. Oh gosh, I can't think of the word. You know, there uh, are a lot of people who aren't firefighters in our in their lives, and so they don't have that stimulus. That you know what I'm saying. The the fact that you have somebody's life in your hands. We don't have. We don't have. I can't think of the word. We don't. We don't have. We don't have that in front of us. Right. And so a lot of us, even for myself, we go on our we go into our regular life and we we pout. You know what I'm saying? We're discouraged about what we got going on in life, you know, where we're focused on. Yep. Yep. Where we're focused on lack. We're, we're, we're focused on this, this and that. And we, we don't we don't have, you know, that person that's in front of us that may be losing our life and that have, we don't have that person in our hands to where it's like, OK, if I don't do my best then they're going to suffer from it, right? And so now I can take, I poorly explained it, but I'm going to take that concept of the training and apply it to my life because I have people, I do have people in my hands. I do have lives in the in, in, in my hands that I need to be better at life. I need to train better at life so I can be better mm-hmm. for everyone else in my family that's around me. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My... My actions or lack of action is affecting my family in one mm. way or another. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they don't have the best 
I mean, obviously we all want to be, you know, in a, in a, in a fancy hotel and go on vacations and do whatever they can. But, you know, being able to provide them with the best life possible will rely, it, it relies on my hands. It lies in my hands. And so mm-hmm. I have to train better because you don't have a choice, right? Like you're a firefighter. Like, this is what you do. You go out there and you save lives. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, a lot of us are, we're, we're so discouraged with what we have going on in life that we're, we're slumped in the chair. We're not training. We're discouraged. You know, we're unmotivated, right? And I think that is, that's huge what you said about training to the best of your ability. So you feel good about what you're doing, right? So you don't have that regret. And I think that applies mm-hmm. to everyone in their lives in some shape or form or, or, or fashion with, with whatever they're doing so at the end of the day you'd be like did i try my hardest and yeah, exactly and for can, a lot of people I do more exactly and for a lot of people it's no you know it's like i didn't yeah. try my hardest you know we're we're stuck with being content you know with where we're at or we're stuck with feeling like oh man poor me why me do you know what i'm saying when we're all facing adversity and firefighters even more so and law enforcement even more so when they're when their lives are on the hands, they're like, I'm not, obviously I can't speak for everyone that's in your position, but for you to, to take that lead and, and to be like, I'm going to train my hardest so I can help somebody else. I think that is a concept that we all need to adopt in our own lives, whatever, whatever fashion or whatever job or um, I'm losing my words right now or a profession that we're in. And, you know, I wish I could have done more for myself, you know, playing basketball, training harder and not being so much in my feelings and my emotions. Uh, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But, uh, you know, the things that I could have done better, you know, I lived in regret for years, you know, regret for years, yeah. wishing that I could have done more in my career playing as a as a professional basketball player, man. And I think that is huge what you said. And uh, obviously, I, I have, was jumbling my words, but I hope that... You know, everyone can take that. If they didn't take anything else from this, you know, training your hardest in, at life so you can succeed. So you have the best success rate, you know, and, you know, living the life that you want to live versus being in regret or being miserable, being bitter and being mad at everyone else. Uh, not living a peaceful life because you or I didn't didn't train our hardest. You know, and I appreciate mm-hmm. the appreciate your words and coming on here, man. It just provided so much perspective in so many different ways yeah. that uh, like this is this is going to be impactful for me. You know, for sure. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. I I think uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the I think there are parts about about this job that. Um, that I know are long-term impacts and there are some that are like short-term impacts, you know? And so like for me, um, the, like when, when my time's done as a firefighter, like there's no, there's not going to be anything, any crazy transition, right? Like there's going to be another person who's going to come and replace me and, um, and that the city will continue to be provided for and protected and stuff, you know? And so like, I feel like for, for me, like my, the impact that I try to leave behind or the legacy in my life, um, feel like initially I, I got into this job thinking like, man, I want to, want to help people. Right. And like, you ask any person who says, why you want to be a firefighter? Like, There's always some version that at the root of it, it's the idea of like helping. People. Yeah. Um, but I think that 
where when I think about like who I, I really, because I'm not going to see someone, someone who I, I may deal with on an emergency. I may not see them ever again. Most of the time I don't. Yeah, so I don't really mm-hmm. know where their life went from that point on, you know, but for me, it's the people that I work with, you know, it's the relationships built. It's the people that on my, on my crew, like I, I got a lot of love and respect for the, for the guys that I worked with right now. And, um, they're, they're few that I would, I would trust more than, than, you know, like they, um, they're really great at what they do. And, and together, I feel like we have a really great dynamic that, um, and we're, when we're together, like, and, and generally, like, I work with a lot of great people, but it's cool when you get, it's kind of like when you, when you are really connected with everyone on your team, right? Like, in, and the chemistry. Chemistry. Like, yeah. like I, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and how well you can do and how efficient you can be at doing your task or your job or yeah, the, at, at playing together on a team, like all that stuff's connected. So, um, but from that, like, I want the mark that I, that I, I make um, to be on, like, how, how did I make that person a better human being? Did I help play a role in their lives of making them a better human being, be cared for? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, that's, that's the stuff. When you talk to guys who retire, it's not so much like, oh, I miss all the, running all the calls. It's, it's the bond that you create in yeah. your career. They miss like sitting at the table and drinking coffee with the rest of the guys and girls, you know, like they, they miss like the laughing and like the, the doing those life experiences and having all that fun together. That's their takeaway. And so I don't, I I don't take that lightly. Like I try to make sure that that's where the stuff that I'm invested in right now. And, um, you know, it's, but at the same time, like that's me at work. But when I, when I leave work, Part of what helps me keep a clear mind is I leave work at work. Like I, mm. I don't. Um, for I think early on you get into the fire service and you feel like the fire, like being a firefighter is a, is a big part of your identity. Now I feel like um, firefighting allows me to do something with purpose. But like for me, I, I'm I'm trying to be the best husband and, and dad that I can be. You know, and yeah. so that's like the stuff that I really and. Firefighting enables me to do, I feel like to do that well by, by, um, you know, it, it, at this point, it, it provides a good living for my family and it gives me the right amount of time off that I can be when I'm, when I'm home, I'm home for yeah. four days. Yeah. I'm not one to like work a lot of overtime. Like, man, my value is in my time. And so like, absolutely, I try to give that to my kids. And, and again, this sounds really great. It sounds like I'm like selling you on like, I'm, I'm a, 10 out of 10 dad 24 <laughs> 7 when i'm home when i'm home for four days i'm i'm keeping this house clean if i were to pan left or right i'd be totally exposed right now you know so let's be real like that's the realness of it but at the end of the day like we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be and part of us 100%. having conversations like this or being inspired is that hey i could just be a i could be better right now i can choose to be better than i was an hour ago right like right now if I don't leave this conversation and I'm not kinder to my wife than the little like argument we had earlier in my daughter's room, then dude, like I'm not really trying to be better, you know? So, yeah. so it's just like, yeah. that's the stuff like we should be, that's the, that's the impact we can make right away. Like, man, like I'm like, you're right. I, I want to be the best version of myself and train and be, um, and then maybe that's it. Maybe like I'm thinking while you're saying this, I think in some ways, um, some people may, may try to perceive what, what we're talking about and say, I've got to be 
I've got to like achieve so much more than what I'm capable of today. As opposed to, and, and I don't think it's by coincidence that we've talked about micro fractures and micro healing. I feel like, like my takeaway from this conversation is, look, man, get a little better about focusing on the micro healing. Because then if, yeah. if, if I could just like make those little minor adjustments yeah. that's going to, you know, you still have the areas that are the big adjustments, but I feel like um, if I don't make, sometimes we live our lives that if we don't have like big accomplishments, you know, if we're not shooting for a big accomplishment, we don't accomplish a big accomplishment, then we think that we failed as opposed yeah. to like, look like, like that's where the saying sorry is to my daughter. It's not that I'm never going to mess up again. It's saying, hey, like, all right, I, I acknowledge that I did that and I need to work. I can work on that a little bit more and I can and I can mm. keep being being at least being consistently loving in your life. That like, look, we can part- then maybe I'll gain your trust that when I say partnership. You trust that I'm going to hold up my end of the deal, right? So I don't know. Maybe that's a way of our conversation coming full circle because I feel like yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, I, I loved I love that you said that, man. Because uh, you know, and I think you know, it's all in God's time. You know, God's timing for everything, yeah. and I feel like that's why it, it came full circle as well. You know, we haven't been on this podcast for a while. You know, other than KJ coming on here, but. Uh, what what you said made me think of something that happened with me earlier today and i do a lot of cooking in our house you know what i'm saying and uh and my wife works a, a lot of nights and uh i'm just i'm just a cooker right and my wife has said it before she was like what would i do without you you always cook for me and stuff like that right and it really didn't impact me in a way in the most positive way until today you know, thinking about that big picture, right? Being where I, I expect to be, you know, those big things and uh, especially coming from being a professional basketball player and being discouraged of where I'm at in life and where I should be more grateful with where I'm at in life. And uh, she hit me with it today and uh, I had some meat in the refrigerator that I needed to cook, right? And so I just threw, threw some burgers on just to get, just to, to cook, you know, just for somebody to eat, right? And my wife's like, before she went to work, she's like, what are you making? And um, I was like, oh, I'm making these burgers. I'm like, why you want some? She's like, yes, right? And I, she was like, thank you so much. Like, you know, like you always take care of me, right? And I'm like, what I said was in a joking way. And I'm like, well, it's something that I, I was actually happy to do so, right? Because I'm like, well, it's something that I can do in my life where I can feel pride, prideful about, right? And it was a joke. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, oh, are you making some grilled onions? I'm like, I got you, boo. You know what I'm saying? And it was at that moment I really felt good about cooking her some lunch. You know what I'm saying? Versus yeah. being like, oh, my yeah. goodness, I'm in the kitchen for three hours. Like, I'm over here stressing about where I want to be in my life. And, like, I, I really took like I, I really took that and, and, and soaked it in. I was like, man, I'm able to to provide a different service for my wife. And it's like you said, it's it's a process, right? There's no there's no cap on how much we're learning because we're trying to become the best versions of ourselves. Right. Exactly. So it's like you said, and I, and I thank you for being uh, for bringing humility, you know, to yourself, you know, because for just for the way that it sounds, because we're not going to be perfect. There's no there's there's not one person in this world that's that's living their life in a perfect fashion and, and making yeah. mistakes and messing up. And uh, the important thing is, right, is to to learn from your mistakes and try and get a little bit better at it. And so so that was huge, you know, just uh, 
just you know like you said just going to going to apologize to your wife for what happened you know what I'm saying just something that whatever that stimulated that that thought process and capitalizing on that opportunity to do so is it's, it's important you know not just for your wife but for your kids and everybody and everybody else around you and, and for uh, yourself that, too yeah exactly yeah. man i i could yeah. i didn't even eat lunch i didn't eat that lunch <laughs> but, <laughs> but my wife ate my kids ate you know what i'm saying those they, burgers were looking good too <laughs> yeah. so it was like it was a it was a moment that i that i was able to to appreciate you know and i was like man hey, yeah. these leftover burgers ended up turning out to be to be a, a, a memory you know a moment you yeah. know and yeah. uh it's funny that you said that because that's exactly what happened to me earlier. Just with the cooking, cooking yeah. the burgers. You yeah. know, I cooked burgers. My happy was was hyped about it. You know, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. know what I'm saying so. So I'm good. I'm happy. You know, and I was excited to do that for. You know, it was about being present. You know, uh, being more present than a lot of us usually are. You know, we all all, all of us get caught up in life and. Uh, you know these emotions. Well, and stuff yeah, like you know, that. and like like Vodka said, that's the importance of having these type of conversations, man. And I, I think the more people that that allow themselves to open up and, and talk about the things that they're they're vulnerable about, the things that they're not very good at, and also talk about their successes as well, you, and hear other people's stories and, and along those same lines, man, it, it really helps you feel like you, you know one you're not alone connected with other people with you you know what i mean and we, and we talked about that on here before and again like you said vodka just even while we're having this conversation i've had so many realizations of uh, of myself and my current state um j just by listening to you guys talk and, and all that type of stuff so again uh i want to say thank you for your perspective yeah, you uh, and opening up about you know when it comes to parenting when it comes to being a husband, being um, you know a, a coworker, a fireman, um, a you know friend. everything that you have going on, a friend, a brother, a brother an, <laughs> an uncle, yeah, you know everything that that you have going on, man. It was really cool to hear your perspective on it and your mindset on it and how you try to approach those things. Uh, like you said, I agree with you. I think you got a good head on your shoulders, bro. I think uh, Thanks, man. you're really on to uh, some some great things, especially with uh, with your kids. So kudos to you. Yeah, man, and uh, maybe Appreciate maybe you. post a little bit more, you know. Uh, yeah, where where yeah. I've come, where, where this is with this podcast, where I've came along, you know, I've always been in fear of judgment and you know worried about if people are going to like it and worried about it, or if people are going to receive it. And it's really about it's not it's not about those people who think negatively. You know, those are the people that obviously need to be worked on. And everyone needs some needs God and Jesus in their life. You know, uh, but it's about the people that you actually do reach, you know, the people that you yeah. do impact with your stories because you impacted us on just, just being on here right now, just with the stories that you told. And it can, it provides a lot of perspective, especially you being in the field that you're in, you know, risking your life on a daily, you know, regardless of what the situation is and not just your body, right? You're not just risking your body. You're risking your mind, yeah. you know, your mental health, you know what I'm saying? And who, who is affected by that the most? You know, your wife and your family and everything else. You know what I'm saying? So you're, it's just more than your body that you're risking. You know, you're, 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 you're risking, like I said, the, the mental health and your peace. You know, and then the fact that you're able to, you know, God bless your situation. You're able to go home for a couple of days, you know, after you've, do, you've done your, um, your, t your time and being able to restore and not having the, the dread of going back and like, you know, re like being just... Like you said, you're able to 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 leave work at work, 
And if you're not able to do so, you get burnt out, you know, like, and, you know, family yeah. is everything. And if, you, if you're burnt out at work, you're not going to be able to be your best self to your family. And so that's, that's what's, you know, most important. So, yep. uh, again, yeah. again, brother, appreciate you taking the time out of your life, you know, to come on here and, uh, and share your story, man. Uh, very impactful. And I'm sure, obviously, if you impacted the two of us, there's, there's a lot more people in the world that's going to be impacted. I, I know that the firefighters in, the, in my local area are going to be impacted the next time I see them. Because I'm definitely going to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be like, yo, hey. Give him a big hug. Like, yeah, yeah, yo, I'm already thinking. <laughs> my wheels was already turning. Like, man, can I take a picture with you? <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, yeah. like, no, no. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, short, one quick thing before we get off. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. if you remember. It was one of my... One of my one of my fondest memories of you. I have a couple, one bad, one good. But it was it was a learning experience. <laughs> one of them was like, I remember I called you. I remember you probably don't remember, but I called you Samoan one time, and you got so upset with me. You socked me in my chest, right, so hard. I was like, oh. did I really? Yeah. Oh, I was there for that. Yo, that was you. you. Yeah. I was wow, like, I, I was like, you hit me that. so hard. It was a learning experience for me. And you were like, no, I'm not Samoan. And you gave me a little history lesson. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, that that was that was huge for me. You hit me so I'm hard. So I was like, I, no, bro, don't be sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I, I disrespected you in a way I shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the other time was when we ran around the track. And we had to carry somebody on our back. I'm not sure if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. We were partners, though. Yeah, yeah. Right? You were, I was only in 180 at the time, right? 185. Yeah, yeah. You were 225. And yeah. I had the hardest time carrying you on my back. But then when I got on yours, it was like a turkey <laughs> trot. You were just like, <laughs> you were just running. <laughs> you was like, it was a cakewalk, you know? We ended up taking He's asking first. you, you okay back there? Right? Right? Oh, my Dude, goodness. I was just talking. I was just, I think I just tell him this, this past week, I was telling him about, and it's funny to reflect back on it. I think I saw my daughter kind of saying how like, you know, running a mile, um, or we were talking about her PE grades or something. Um, Cause I, she had like a nine out of 10 on something. Anyway, we're talking about the, uh, I, I was telling her, I was like, oh, you know, back when we, because I, I think we weren't allowed to officially practice, right? Uh, early in, in okay, before yeah. the season started or something before like you could even do it like i think it was during football season so yeah i think coach had us running that mile every yeah. day and we had a we had to run the whole we had a mile every day until the whole team could make it in under 5 30 yeah it was like 5 30 yeah 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 and and dude like it's i can't even now I'm not really sure. Maybe he got tired of us running it every day because I just remember thinking. And I remember you were like one of the ones in the front that I was like, the only way I'm going to even come close to that even chance of making it at 530 if I, if I try to pace with you guys up front. And I just remember feeling like death every lap. You know? so, <laughs> by the point by the point that, that he probably officially, I'm, I'm going to just say he probably was like, man, forget it. Let's go, all right, 5.30, everyone got it, you know, but I'm yeah. thinking, like, because you came in young, you know, like, and I'm not, yeah. like, you're, you're a freshman, and I'm senior, and I'm just thinking, like, man, like, I don't, 
I just ain't got the genes because how do you come in that young and, and run like that? But it's funny because I, I can picture us doing that piggyback run too. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a funny memory, man. Oh, fun, uh, for, phenomenal experience would, for me. Oh, phenomenal dude, experience. But, I'm like so this funny dude. that I would, yeah, I would hit you like that. What a terrible person. Jeez. No, absolutely not. L- listen, that. listen. I mean, it's in hindsight, right? For me, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a moment for of disrespect, and I and I and I can tell everybody. I'm like, look, I even told my wife. I'm like, no, Samoans and Tongans, they're not the same. Listen, like I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? I, I remember finding. I remember being there for that, and that's how I knew that there was a difference too, because I yeah. saw these two giants getting into it about uh, about uh, the difference between. And I was just like, oh, okay, same yeah. thing. There is a difference. Wow. So right. I mean, hey. It was. A, it was. Hey, a, a, I would never a, want to be the poker child, though. Knocking uh, <laughs> someone in the chest, you know. I'm like, I hope my, I hope my son never do that. Jesus, but we can all learn from it. You know hey, but it was all, it was all out of love. I mean, yeah. obviously, we're on the yeah, same yeah. team. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't. Have, I don't think you would have done it to just anyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I wanted, I take it. I take the hit I of love to be you. you know? like, bro, real talk, you know. Like I like talk about like how cool that your story continued on me on that, but like. You know, in some ways, like, I'm just looking at it, like, man, I, there was never in the cards for me to be able to play professionally. Man, my ACLs alone, like, kept me grounded. I tore my ACL, I tore my left ACL two times after that, um, wow. and it was all basketball. But, like, I just remember, like, you, um, you coming in, and I'm just thinking, like, no, nah, man, it's just, it's not you, <laughs> you know? You could, like, thinking about myself, I'm like, no, nah, you just ain't got it, it's not in... It's not in your physical ability. Like, look at these young guys coming in. Like, and that's me. And I'm still eight. And I'm 17, 18 at the time. 17. But to see you play the way that you did, I just remember feeling like, man, like, that's special, you know. And I, I would only hope for you to be able to, to, to go as far as life would take you, man. So regardless of like where, like, I mean, you speak of having some disappointments about stuff. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, 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 like. The money we're putting into the kids, and I thought about this when y'all were talking about earlier, because it's like, and this is a reality I had to come to myself. We talk about investment, whether it's a time or years of our lives putting into something, whether it's yeah. firefighting or, or playing a sport, youth sports, and like hoping for opportunities in the future, whatever. Like I, I, my wife and I have been talking about this, about the money that we're putting in um, into our kids' sports. It's like, man, like, like, you know, in a way, like what I would ask myself, man, be honest with yourself. Are, are you really are you really trying to say that that um, that the money that you're putting into your daughter that if she if she chose that it wasn't for her that you're gonna feel like she failed you or that right. or that that investment yeah. wasn't worth it? No, exactly. man. Exactly. Like, I feel like yeah. I've, and if I if I can't give if I can't give her the grace to do all this and then yeah. not give her the the freedom to walk away like. Then I don't really know that it was for her that I was doing. Yeah, you know, like that's huge. So in that's a way, huge, I'm just like I, I'm trying to like remind myself, man, like I, I'm a dad, right? So it's my responsibility to provide for my kids and and, and provide them opportunities to to learn some life lessons. It, there is no her end of the deal is not only satisfied if she does if she goes and plays D one softball. No, man, like mm-hmm. because. My hope, and, and it's, it's my job, right? Like, when we're leaving practice and we're talking about, hey, just, um, I don't I don't care, like, what you resulted or what you win, games you win or lose. Like, I just, I, I what I'm, my, my reason for you being out here is that you learn what it means to be a hard worker in this world. 
what it, yeah. what it means to be a good person, you know, for you to be a good teammate. Like, remember, mm-hmm. like, I don't, if you're not on the field, then my hope for you is that you're learning how to be a good person in that dugout, right? And you're supporting, you're lifting up your team, and you're learning how to be a good leader, learning how to be a great follower. Like, you can, mm-hmm. you can still impact that in them, and they can walk away from the sport, but they're not going to walk away from that life lesson, you know? And so, yeah. again, I, I say, like, you know, someday she may, school is going to be the reason or um, college or, or, or whatever career path is going to be the, the activity in her life in that season that is going to help her develop as a young human being in this world. Softball is the one that she's in right now. School is the one she's in right now, too. Mm-hmm. Remember, the family is the one. It's just softball happens to be a really fun activity, but that's not the definition of, like, who she is in her life, you know, yeah. and man, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know that I, I, I'd have a hard time sleeping in, in this skin if I, if I realized that like I was being, um, cause in a way it's like, I'm, I'm trying to, I think I'm really trying to, sometimes I'm doing it for myself, not for her. Yeah. All right, back yeah. up, apologize, yeah. and, identify, yeah, you know, and, and, and be better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that that is huge, and uh, you know, so some a, a big part of me wishes that I would have known. I mean, it was told to me before. You know, me being a young kid, my coaches being overseas were like, you know, um, there's so many people that would love to be in your shoes, and I took it for granted. You know, I think that yeah, yeah. aspect of uh, of my regret is me taking a lot of that for granted. And not to toot my own horn, I told Sean about this. I think that it just has so much natural ab- uh, natural ability that I didn't I didn't have to work. It was almost a gift, a gift and a curse because yeah. it wasn't yeah. like I, it was almost like I didn't have to work as hard to be good, right? Versus yeah. somebody who was who was less skilled had to work harder because I mean hard work outbeats. Uh, beats Achieved talent any the day. skill of being exactly. good, exactly, yeah. to just being good. Yeah, right, yeah. but. I do understand now, like you just like you said, it, like basketball isn't my identity, and this has been, has been a huge transformation. I've said it on the podcast before for me, you know, or a uh, transition, you know, going from basketball because I just retired in 2022, you know, I was still holding on to it, you know, in 2019, but I do now understand what you know my purpose and path is, especially you know at this very moment, it's more clear to me than ever than it ever has been. But it's just like taking all of that knowledge taking my experiences and being able to better somebody else's life with it and be able to coach somebody yeah. to get to the level that I should have been at had I had the right guidance and the right mindset. And so, um, again, man, like God, God is great. And I appreciate you coming on here yeah. and sharing your words, sharing your story and sharing your life with us, bro. Yeah. Thank but you. That, guys, uh, thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah. Thank you for yours, man. Uh, well, that wraps it up for, for tonight, people. Uh, hopefully we tap in, share, connect, Man, chime in, man. You know, just just being vulnerable, like you said, is it's, it's healing, right? You got to reveal to heal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Reveal to heal, absolutely. Yeah, another Barry right. Tymani quote. <laughs> and that's another crazy I, thing too. That's another third I'm crazy to reel thing. Myself in. Yeah, that's another crazy thing about uh, about the Taimani's is because I met you first, right? And then I met Isaiah yeah. second through Nate yeah. Price. I met him through Young Life. I right. met Isaiah through Young Life, and then I most recently met, met Barry on this podcast, and you guys are all brothers, yeah, yeah. and so it's a blessing. Yeah, it was, it's, so it's we we, we got uh, we got two. We need one more. 
<laughs> yeah. Gotta yes, hit up sir. Isaiah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, again, Vodka, we appreciate you coming on here and opening up. Uh, again, uh, uh, some of the stuff that you opened up and, and talked about, very inspiring, very insightful. And uh, again, we just appreciate it. Man, restorative, too. Very restorative. You may not, you may not understand, but like, uh, like going through this funk, I know this always happens, going through like, you know, this little um, hiatus of the podcast, man, it's... Uh, it's been sometimes a, a, a dread or a drag to get on here. And every time we get on, it's just always refreshing. And for you yeah. to come on and share your story, it's just it was just re rejuvenating. You yeah. know, it was just like just restored my energy and just like the purpose of why we're doing this in the first place, you know, just brought back exactly. the reasons why we're on here doing this, man, so we can connect, have yeah. perspective and share stories. And, you know, have a have a brotherhood, have a sisterhood, just have fellowship, have community. You know, I uh, I love it. Community love of it. healing. Yes. All right. All right. Till All right, Vaka, time. go 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 and do your micro healing, man. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's micro heal. Yes, yes, yep. sir. Have a blessed night. <laughs> All right, you too. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Bye.